Hey, Joy. Hey, Claire. It's Will. I hate sushi so much. Anytime anyone says, let's go get sushi, I say no. I would rather do anything. If you ask me to dinner and sushi's on the list, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not that I don't like it. It's, I prefer to eat and fill my body with food. I feel like every time I go have sushi, I end up having to go get pizza after. And what a waste of money. And I'm in college now, so I can say that, right? Okay, I love you so much. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Hello. How you guys doing? What are you doing? What are you up to today? How is your day going? Hopefully... How are you doing? Hopefully it's starting off with our voices in your ears and that that makes you happy. Yes. How are you, Joy? I'm great. You know, I have a confession to make, but I'm going to... um talk about that later i don't know i feel like you kind of need to just talk about it now now <laughs> well because i just did this workout and i was like i need to talk about this and i need to confess something but <laughs> i'm not ready to talk about it no okay so i went to my chiropractor well i've been going to this chiropractor for years and she constantly is telling me about my i have a very very tight hip flexor remember when i like had to back out of the marathon the mm-hmm. new york city marathon like blah 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 so yeah. i i've had like this nagging hip pain but it's mostly like a hip flexor issue way up into my psoads is that that muscle right up here anyway mm-hmm. it's like up into your abs so she told me she's like you have very She was doing a bunch of muscle activation exercises on me. And she said, I have very weak glutes. Like my glutes Mm. don't fire. So, I mean, it's not like I don't have a butt because I definitely do. But she's like, your glute muscles are not the first to fire. So, you kind of have Right. And that's a common thing with people who sit a lot. Yes. And so, Mm -hmm. she said, you need to start doing some exercises. She showed me a couple things. But she was basically like, you need to do some. (laughs) Where this is going. (laughs) Wait, I want to hear what you're thinking. I'm just envisioning now like the call on me video. I feel like what's that? Were, what wait, guys? Why don't people know about this? I what? just had to show Brandon this yesterday. Wait, 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 wait. What is it? You know the the song "Call on Me." It's like a Claire's like, like furious right now. Are you uh, googling what's going on? Do I'm, I need to Google this as we're out, sitting here? Yes, you need to Google this right now. Call okay. on me video. It's from 2004. Okay, okay, okay. call on this, it, like, me video. It, I'm shocked that you don't know this. This was like a big. Maybe it's because this came out in 2004. I was in like late high school. And so maybe it was just like this was sort of like a cultural moment for me. I think I, so. Because like, I don't I do not remember this at all. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, it's a bunch of 80s dancers. Yes, is that what this is? I'm shocked you've okay. seen this. Yeah, because, because it looks it exactly in, like my jam. Wow. Yeah. This looks exactly like my jam. Okay, but watch it. It's like, it's not not porn. Yeah, I know. I'm like scared to watch it because I already so, see like a G string and like yes, music and video like babes. The, the whole premise is like these, it's you're in this like hot, sweaty aerobics class. And then there's like one pervy dude in the back, like looking at all the girls. Oh, okay. But it's like a lot of hip thrusting. So Great. that's what I'm imagining for you is okay. glute bridges after glute bridges after glute bridges. <laughs> okay. So you're not entirely wrong. It's not that video, but okay. So she's telling me this and I have to do more glute exercises. And here's the thing too, is I want to make, make it clear when I was doing CrossFit and I haven't done CrossFit since the shutdown started. So March and I don't know if I'm going to go back anytime soon. There's a lot of reasons why, but 
part of it really has to do with my work schedule right now and continues to have a crazy work schedule. But at the same time, I'm just finding it way more convenient to do the Peloton and just some Mm -hmm. outdoor activities with the weather. But I also know that I had the same issue with my glutes when I was doing CrossFit. And so I'm like, well, it's not so much that like squatting and like doing all the fast movements is helping. I have to do like really targeted Mm-hmm. moves. And so um <laughs> I started doing like it's kind of like dancer type moves where you just you're isolating kind of like pilates kind of like right. bar those types of moves. I'm like yeah, I have I was to do about, that. Like, bar. Like I did a bar, yeah. I did like two or three bar classes once and I was shocked by how hard it was because at the time I was so into CrossFit and I was thinking like there's no intensity here like how is it going to be hard? Right. But then I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had so many small muscles oh, in my ankles." Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. So I've done Pilates. I've done bar. I've done those moves yeah. in those classes before. But I'm like, okay, I got to do something at home because it's got to be convenient. Well, let's go ahead and just out myself right now that I started doing this workout called L.E.K. Fit. Great. <laughs> and it's the same. So it, it kind of became popular when Busy Phillips started posting about it on her okay. Instagram stories. And so she does this all the time. But I feel kind of guilty because it's very it's similar. It's like the kind of thing that you would have totally rolled your eyes at. 100% rolled my eyes at. And it's also, like Tracy it method. reminds me 100% of Tracy Anderson. This woman is a carbon copy of Tracy Anderson. Oh, I'm not no. even kidding. And so, sorry if you can hear Cadet barking in the background. This we is like primetime morning of JT and Cadet play. But um, she is... She's like a carbon copy of uh, Tracy Anderson. So I felt like, I was like, oh my gosh. But I also knew that like this was the price point. It's like Mm -hmm. pretty inexpensive to do an on-demand monthly subscription. I'm like, I'm going to try it. And they give you like, you know, seven days free to try it. It's really, really LA Tracy Anderson. But... Mm It's so targeted and it's like 20, they have 20 minute videos. So it's like, I don't need to do a whole hour class. That would drive me crazy just to like do some targeted butt exercises. Now, could I do this on my own? Yeah, sure. I could do it on my own, but I won't do it on my own. So I'm like, I need something to be like, I've got to do this and I've got to turn on a class and I have to just like sit here for 20 minutes. So that's what I did this morning was my butt exercises. And it helps. It like, (laughs) I'm like my tushy. I can feel it. It's so. buns. They don't feel nothing like steel. Like steel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my confession is I'm kind of quasi Tracy Anderson territory. And I apologize. I mean, I think <laughs> the thing that I want everybody to know that I think you mostly know, if you know how much I just my, Tracy Anderson makes my skin crawl is and if you don't know who tracy anderson is bless you yeah don't, she don't google is, her it's fine she's, a, you don't she's need- just a celebrity trainer she's really famous because she's like gwyneth paltrow's personal trainer mm-hmm. and so if that should tell you something because we all know gwyneth paltrow is not of this reality Mm-mm. i have nothing against those types of workouts like it's not that i'm like what do you do you know like there there's nothing that i find offensive about like hip-hop cardio booty blast right, right. it's the the messaging it's the messaging that tracy anderson in specifically is known for which is women you know don't get bulky don't get bulky shouldn't lift more than three pounds you want to just have long lean muscles and right you should never you know that and that's the problem and i so i just you know wanted to go on the record stating if you want to do cardio booty jams in your living room all day that sounds great that sounds fun i think those 
songs are, you know, they're so catchy. And yesterday we did this video shoot. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we like had this little part where we were doing these little like workout moves just to kind of like, she's going to like splice them together. And she kept calling it the dance. Yeah. She's like, okay, so let's go over here and we'll do the dance. And I was like, were we supposed to learn a dance for this? <laughs> but I think a lot of times like cardio type stuff or, you know, it's like it is, it's kind of like a little dance routine. Like that yeah. can be super fun. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. And so I, the thing that I don't love about it is she really is the LA vibe of everybody should eat avocado toast and moisturize 20 times a day. Right. And everybody quote, t- bring out their jade rollers. Quote unquote detox your body by drinking rose hips or whatever. Like it's very much mm-hmm. that type of messaging. If you kind of like do deep dives into her Which Instagram is, okay. or her, her website or whatever. As long as she's not like, like I, I then also have a little bit of an issue with any sort of like blogger who has a certain lifestyle and makes it seem like their lifestyle is yes. 1000% responsible for any of their looks or yes. their, you know, it's like, you know what? Like, I feel this way about, you know, cert- especially like paleo bloggers sometimes where you see them and it's like they have hair extensions. They have obviously had some work done. And even when they talk about the work that they've had done, I think that there is, and in all of these LA trainers, it's like, listen, you have a genetic predisposition to this body type mm-hmm. for the most part, most of you. And you also have hair extensions and you also spend probably tens of thousands of dollars a year on salon and beauty services. And so like, you didn't just get this way by drinking rose hip water. You really didn't. No. And here's the other thing is, and let me, let me make it clear. Good on her for building this business, for doing all that. But Mm -hmm. I just want to make it clear to women and men Mm -hmm. that I think we should know by now that you're not going to get, your body is your body. Like my body is my body. I have very broad shoulders. I have a certain circumference on my calves that will just be, that's what they are for the rest of my life. And I think that sometimes we have this fallacy of like, if only we do this detox, and I hope that we're over this, but if only we did this exercise that I would have so-and-so's abs or so-and-so's shoulders or so-and-so's legs. And I'm like, we are not body parts, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. L-E-K, I can't remember, I think her name's Lauren. So L-E-K stands for her initials. So her her workouts, she was a dancer her whole Mm -hmm. life. She's very much built like a ballerina. So she's uh, her her frame is small and petite, like a ballerina, like a dancer, very long and lean. And that's her look. That is her aesthetic. Like that is just what she has developed. And so I think women go to that thinking, oh, I'm going to look like her. And I have no intention of that. I just need some butt exercises to activate my butt so I don't have any freaking pain in my hip flexor. That's why I'm going to this workout because I'm like, this is the... And it also just reminds me very much of like dance classes where it's so everything's isolated. Everything's just like super targeted on your bum. It's great. But I think that like the cultural aspect of it is a little, I get, I just get a little, I have some conflict. I have inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the thing is it's all about why, why are you doing it? What's your motivation? And there's as many different motivations as there are people who work out. And it's just finding a reason that is healthy and sustainable for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't, you don't need to like justify that to anybody, but I just had mm-hmm. to laugh because I'm like, oh my gosh, all the things over the years that we kind of evolve and try and it's totally fine. I mean, I'm not, I don't need to, you know, explain myself, but mm-hmm. it's but at the same, just, at, but, like, right. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, because we have an audience here, um, I just think that, you know, I was kind of scrolling through her online videos because they have an app, which is very convenient too. And you can just kind of mirror screen it onto the big screen so you can do the, the workouts really easily and you don't really need any equipment. 
And, um, but I was going through some of her videos and she has like all these bonus episodes about like her life where she's like, here's what I do before I go to sleep. (laughs) And she's sitting on her bed and she's, she's got like the, she has two children. So it's not like she's just like has no time, but she, she's sitting on her bed and she's like, and so I do this spray and I have these sheets and I have this eye pillow and I have this air purifier. And then I also have this humidifier that I sleep right next to my you know, right back next to my bed. And then I have this body pillow. So I sleep on my back because I don't want any wrinkles. And I'm like, Jesus, are you kidding me? Like so many things to worry about. Cheese and rice. My mind always goes, I'm like, oh, wow. How do you have time to worry about all this? How do you remember? And then she does a video about avocado toast and her teeth whitening routine and her self-tanner. Don't even get me started on self-tanner. I'm like, yes, I did tan towels yesterday for our video shoot. Because I had like, the worst farmer to farmer tans. So I don't mean a hypocrite, but I'm like an ongoing tanning routine is a little that just it's so LA. Me out. It's, it's so, LA. so LA. But yeah. It, anyway, I just I just had to have a moment with that. I was like, I'm having some inner turmoil, but the butt moves are real great. But my butt, um, my butt really needs them. So uh, that's my confession. Okay, so let's move on to our video shoot. How did you feel it went? So Claire and I did a promo. We did a video shoot with my friend Megan, who I've been friends with for probably over 10 years. Um, I used Mm -hmm. to work with her back when I had my old job and I did a bunch of videos at the DA's office and she's amazing. Uh, She has her own own business. It's called Big Heart Film. And if you need any video work done in the Denver area, I really recommend her. But we wanted to do some promos for video promos for our social media. And so we hired her when we did a shoot yesterday. Yeah. And the shoot was supposed to happen back in March. So Mm -hmm. it's been a long time in the works. It was fun. I didn't really know what to expect. And I, you know, I think it was more like I, it was in some ways more different and in some ways less different than like a photo shoot than I expected Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of like, okay, walk by, wait, okay, walk by again. And it felt more natural to be on video camera than it does like be taking stills because in stills you're like, oh my gosh, I hope that like that exact split second moment, I was like doing the exact right angle with my Right. Or my hair fell correctly in that one moment and so you feel like there's a little bit more leeway to like be moving and like move your hair over and right and not only that is the camera doesn't pick up every single flaw so so I feel like uh, when you're doing like photo shoots you tend to criticize like oh that one hair is out of place (laughs) right so it's a little bit easier to just kind of feel like there's feel comfortable a little bit less self-conscious Sure. Because also it's more natural to just like walk past a camera than it is to like, okay, now look over there. Okay, now like lower your chin. Okay, like do like do some movement with your arms. And I'm like, what? I don't, this is not my life. Like I don't like walk around like posing with my arms, but I do like walk around walking up and down the hill. So I liked it. I thought it was fun. I'm really interested to see what comes from it. Oh, she's so good. Like. She's so good at what she does. And I can't wait to see It'll be the cute. final product. Yeah, she's going to she's gonna do a great job. What was what was the conversation that you were texting me about um, with the kombucha mom? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so this was after our shoot. Claire went to a grocery store. We So, okay, so our shoot was like, first we were starting at this, we did like a little hike just in the foothills of Boulder. And then we were going to go to Pearl Street and do kind of the, the second half of the shoot. Well, the hike ended up taking I think a little bit longer than we anticipated. And so we Mm -hmm. didn't get to Pearl Street until 20 or 30 minutes before our shoot time was supposed to be over. And 
so the downside of that is that I hadn't eaten prior to the shoot because in my I, I was like, oh, we're going to be on Pearl Street for half of the shoot. So I'm just going to wait and like grab like a coffee. I'm sure like as part of the shoot, she'll probably have us grab like a snack. That is very right. common, you know, right, to, right. like photographers we work with. So my plan was to like get to Pearl Street at, you know, we met at eight. I was expecting we would be there by like 10. Right. And 930 or 10 halfway through the shoot and get a snack. So that didn't happen. And so by the time that we were done on Pearl Street at like 1130, I was super hot super thirsty super like just like losing my oh my head. gosh I was so yeah. thirsty that feeling when you're like hot sweaty and I had when I, I had done the tan towels in the morning so I had like yeah. tan stickiness and then on top of sweat I was like I could I'm so uncomfortable right now and I need yeah. I could have downed an entire pitcher of Gatorade I was so thirsty and I don't even drink Gatorade but that just sounded delicious I was right. like I need Gatorade well and like we we found this little creek at the end of our hiking portion oh and that was, was delicious so lovely but I was like I want to just drink this creek <laughs> I was so tempted to drink it and at one point my throat was so dry I was almost choked and I'm like oh I'm gonna have to drink this water and then I'll probably get giardia <laughs> yeah, so okay I tell all of you this so that you understand the mindset that I was in when I walked into this little little like market store sure. like neighborhood market and this little store I also just want to give a shout out it's called Lolita's if you are from the Boulder area you know Lolita's because it's literally been there my whole life like it's probably been there for 50 years and I'm not that I'm 50 but I, so when I was growing up, when I was little, until I was like four or five, we lived right in downtown Boulder. We lived on Mapleton Hill. And so this little store was like more or less walking distance from my house. And it has an apple as its logo, like right on the top. And we called it the candy store because we would go in there as, you know, little four-year-olds and just like, it was just like a little, at the time it was almost like a loaf and jar, or, you know, like a, like a just a jug, almost like a yeah. gas station store. Mm -hmm. Now it has evolved into being this like very bougie like little bodega almost like that's really what I would compare it to is a bodega which we don't have those in Colorado so we like, do not it's this is a very and it's like very bolder so they have this deli counter in the back with all of these you know like vegan options and all these things and then they have this whole big cold case on the side with like probably 40 different types of kombucha in there oh it reminds me of Venice it, that was the, I walked in there and I was like, Joy's going to love this. <laughs> so I immediately texted Joy and I was like, if you go into Lolita's, you're going to love it. And so it was just, I walked in and it was like the promised land because I was so hot and thirsty. So I got this kombucha called the Marg Simpson and it was blue, like Marge Simpson's hair. Huh? <laughs> get it. And it was like a margarita lime flavor. It was what so What brand good. was it? Do you know? Do you remember? Oh gosh. Like where it was made? Uh, was it like a local brand? Do you know? Was it? I'm sure I'm we sure. could Google this. <laughs> I love when we're like... <laughs> We'll never it know. Was a local <laughs> it, was, it, um, it was Mortal Kombucha. I thought it was. Oh, Mortal great. Kombucha, which is a really funny. I'm pretty sure they've got to be local. They have to be. I'm pretty sure they are. I feel like all kombucha is made in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, based on a boulder. Yeah. So it's called Mortal Kombucha. So all of their flavors are like very kind of punny like this. Sure. Dem Apples is one of them. Power <laughs> Melon, Chill Flower, Mark Simpson black magic and so I was in there by my kombucha and there was this family it was like a mom and two teenage daughters or like kind of older daughters not older but you know I think one of them was like nine and one of them is probably 13 or 14 and it was just such a bolder moment because here I am buying this like novelty kombucha and 
the girls were trying to pick out drinks and the, the nine-year-old wanted a lemonade and her mom was like, no, you cannot get that lemonade. Look at how much sugar is in there. Did you even read the label? Oh. That sugar is poison. You're nine years old. You don't need to be filling your body with that. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, on the one hand, like, oh, ha ha, boulder. And on the other hand, I wanted to be like, lady, you are not teaching your daughter about sugar right now. You are teaching her about disordered eating. Oh, what was, was the mom like? Like, what oh, was I her mean, vibe? She was exactly what you would think. She okay. was like, yep, you know, more. kind of like. She was projecting her own issues onto her daughter. 100,000%. Yeah. And, you know, was very thin, was very like. We're not thin shaming, by the way. We're just saying. No, no, no. But I'm just like, she's like, you know, and who knows what her issues are. But like, yeah, in that moment, I was just sitting there being like. Not healthy. Lady. Not healthy for your nine-year-old. This is not a healthy. But at the same time, I just kind of had to laugh and be like, this is so bolder of like, here I am in this, you know, it's like an organic, like artisan lemonade that she's picked out. And she's like, do you have any idea how much sugar is in that? The sugar is poison. What did the little girl do? She just kind of quietly put it away and got a water bottle. I felt so bad for her. I totally would have bought it and been like slipping it out the door. Like, Here, meet me, in the, meet me in the alley. Meet me in the alley. <laughs> Give her a lemonade and a paper bag. Well, and so it's, I feel like it's interesting to, because on the one hand, like, yes, of course, nobody is saying that sugar is good for you. No one is saying that your kids should eat a ton of sugar. And I think that it's hard because sugary drinks are where a lot of, very unnecessary and completely, you know, nutrient void sources of sugar come from because soda and, you know, fruit, quote unquote, fruit juice, that's just sweetened within an inch of its life and is not really fruit juice. And a lot of that, it's sort of like a conversation we had a couple of years ago where we had somebody on the podcast, a guest who said something about like how they will, they will just never, ever, ever let their kids eat McDonald's. And somebody wrote in and was like, I felt really like, offended because like I let my kids eat McDonald's and he was saying that like I'm a bad person right and it's like okay but no one is ever no one can ever like you can't say McDonald's is healthy no one is going to tell you like oh just don't worry about it it's same thing with sugary drinks like I'm not like no one's ever going to tell you like oh just don't worry about it it's fine your kid can have however much they want I think that the thing that was like kind of you know where I just kind of made that like oh my gosh face with you have your mask on so you can make whatever face you want now in public it's great (laughs) it is great was just around like that, the way that she said it. And, you know, it's like, and I struggle with this a lot with Miles with how do I set him up for success in just giving him the information he needs to make choices that are moved towards healthy foods and move towards healthy outcomes, but like both physically and mentally. Right. So like, what's that difference between and how does one educate and sort of try to nudge in this in the direction of like you know don't have that without imparting a restriction mindset and I don't really know the answer to that because I don't feel like we see it modeled effectively in a Mm -hmm. lot of places and I don't think that that's something that um you know has been done well in generations past but then I also think about like well Miles doesn't drink soda because we just don't we never buy soda right so it's not even an option house and And yeah the house and so it's not even like in his world and like one day he might every once in a while he'll have one or you know for one reason or another, we'll be somewhere and he'll see one. He's like, can I have that? I'm like, okay. And he takes one sip of it and he's like, this is too sweet. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, who's to say that one day when he's eight years old, he's not going to pick up a Coke and be like, where's this been all my life? Right. So I just don't know. It's I, it's not an answer that I have. It's something, and I think it's very different for every child as well. Yeah. But. but I think, you know, back to the girl in the little store mm-hmm. and the mom is she does that to her all the time. That's That was just a snapshot of that little girl's life. And that's where I think I get a little sad because I'm like, oh. I know. This is where it starts. 
But let's hope that she grows up to be a very strong, independent woman that's like, hmm, that's weird that my mom lemonade if I want. tried to right. restrict some lemonade. And by the way, the kombucha was very good, but it was, was very it? Com- it was very kombucha-y, okay. which I definitely find with smaller brands. And I was so hot and thirsty that I like popped off the lid and just started oh. chugging it. Whoa. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You really can't chug a kombucha. It takes me like a good hour to drink one kombucha. It was very... Which um, is good because I tend to down any cold Mm -hmm. beverage. So to drink it slow is like a really big accomplishment for me. What is your favorite type of kombucha? Because I I still love GT's Synergy. I feel like Mm. nothing tops GT's. I really like Hum. They have like a coconut lime one that I think is very delightful, which I don't really typically like coconut flavor beverages because I tend to think that they taste like somebody like accidentally got some sunscreen in your drink. Like I don't like the coconut LaCroix. Right. (laughs) It is too reminiscent to me of like spray sunscreen. Right. But I really like their coconut. Yeah. I like (laughs) And they have a blueberry one that's really good. It just very much tastes like, and it's not very vinegary. I yeah. don't like the GT's one because to me, it's like a little bit too... See, I like to get punched in the face. Yeah, I don't... Like I, don't, I, oh. I don't... I'm not like against... I don't know. I don't dislike that. I think there's a time and place for like an almost medicinal kombucha. Yeah, yeah. But that's like not what I'm just going to casually yeah, drink. Yeah, I love that. And I'm still just so into hop tea. Yeah, I, hop tea is so good. That's why I was just going to say, I like, and I'm really into like really hoppy beers. Mm. So I think that's why I really like the the punchy kombuchas. But um, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break and talk about this week's sponsor. It's Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And the discount code is JOY. So you can support the podcast by supporting Blue Blocks. They are the makers of the blue light blocking glasses. They have amazing styles to choose from. Go on their website, check it out. You can also get custom frames for your prescription lenses with blue light blocking lenses on top of that. So B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and the discount code is JOY. Also, if you have a pair of glasses that you just love, you can send them in and they will make your glasses blue light blocking glasses. What a deal. Make sure that you are taking care of your eyes during this time. We're all staring at so many screens and so many Zoom calls. And I notice a huge difference when I have blue light blocking glasses on during the day than when I don't. I've gotten to the point where, so I had a digital event last week where we're all looking at the screen all day, but when I'm on a digital event, I literally don't stand up from like eight to four because you're on, you have to be watching the stream. Like I was helping with kind of like Q&A and customer service. So you are in front of the screen all, 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 all day. And I had my bullet blocking glasses on and it made such a big difference for this event versus the last event where I didn't have them. And at the end of the day, I was taking migraine medication every day when I didn't have them on. Then I put them on for this event and it was such a big difference. I'm always surprised by how big of a difference it is because I feel yeah. like they kind of, you're kind of like, is this going to really matter? But right. I totally you like, feel like it's a little like biohacky. Is this going to work or not work? Is mm-hmm. it a placebo effect? No, I really think, and the, and the quality, you know, we've talked about before where you can get really cheap ones online, but these are super high quality and they come in a beautiful case. And then also every pair that you buy, Blue Blocks donates a pair of reading glasses to someone who desperately needs them through restoring vision. So you're also helping by donating a pair for every pair that you buy uh, at Blue Box. Head on over there. Discount code JOY. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. All right. So last week, I'm so excited to get to this part. Claire's so excited. So excited. So last week, I asked you guys a question. 
which was, what is a food that you like that other people think is gross? And or what is a food that you think is gross that most other people like? And we got so many amazing. So many amazing ones. Oh, I'm just, this is like, I'm so happy about all of this. Yeah. This was exactly what I wanted and hoped for. You guys really delivered. You delivered. Claire asked and you showed up. Yes. Okay, so let's get started. Can you play Ashes first? Because there, that one was my favorite. And okay. this one, this is one of the first ones that we got. And I was like, oh, yes, this is what I wanted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Ash from Nashville. I like cream of mushroom soup. Like, from a can. And a lot of people think that's gross. <laughs> but whatever. That feels good to get off my chest. So thank you. <laughs> I just loved it so much because it was so just like, it was like a, an actual it was real so life cathartic. <laughs> so cathartic. Like, and then even the email was like, this was a risk, but y'all seem like a safe space. Oh my God. Oh like my I God. just, thank you so much, Ash. That was really fantastic. Yeah. And a great moment to kick us off with. And I also would like to say, I don't feel like I've ever, I don't know if I've ever just like sat down to a bowl of cream of mushroom soup. So then yesterday, yeah. we were talking to Megan, who were, who was our videographer, about how excited I was about all these voice memos. And she was like, you guys should do a segment where you try all of these foods and like decide who's who has oh my like gosh. the best gross thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll be my, my task for this week. That would be a really funny video for us to do too. Like if we ever got together ever again. Uh, <laughs> okay, next one is from Amy. My name is Amy. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. My favorite food that everyone hates is candy corn and mellow cream pumpkins. I love fall and I love candy corn. You know, I'm not. I'm not against candy corn. I gotta say, I, I love, love when it. you like. I love when you like can bite off the colors too. That just is very satisfying. For okay, and I would also like to say that. Our friend Jess, who we talk about all the time, is obsessed with candy corn. She really is. Yeah. And so you guys are in good company. Yep. Okay. This one's from Melissa. Hi, Joy and Claire. I am sending in this voice memo to let you know about my crazy food obsession. Um, When I was about 34 weeks pregnant, I'm sitting at my desk in my office and I'm craving pickles because, of course, that was like my biggest craving throughout my entire pregnancy besides hot fudge sundaes with extra hot fudge. Um, so I go around to the store and I get a, jo- a big jar of pickles and I sit at my desk and eat all the pickles and I'm left with this jar of pickle juice and anyone who's a um, serious pickle aficionado knows that you can't let the juice go to waste. So I look around and I have white cheddar cheeses and I get the amazing idea to dump the white cheddar cheeses into the jar of pickle juice and eat it like cereal. And it was amazing. I don't regret it. And I still crave it to this day. Um, so my son is two now, and I've only indulged in this craving once since then. And I did not go for the gold and dump it in and eat it like cereal, but I do still like to dip it. Sorry, not sorry. She dips it into the pickle juice. That is so that good, delightful. Melissa. So that sounds good. like just like a salty bomb, a dream of salt. Oh my and when you're craving pickles, it's like you just gotta go for the gold. You like really where she, do. <laughs> where she's like, I just dumped it in. 
That's like one of my things that I really want to get into is fermenting. Okay. And I really want to get into like fancy pickles because, you know, you get like those those fancy mm-hmm. pickles in the store and it's like oh, 14. Yeah. It can be like $12 for a jar. And I'm like, y'all, this is like three cucumbers, some vinegar and some oh, spices. Yeah. Like, the this, real the, dill is my the, favorite. Yeah, but they're so expensive. They're so expensive. And you're like, there's no reason on this earth that these should be this expensive. My favorite is the sweet jalapeno ones. I think mm. it's jalapeno. Oh, they have like such good com- flavor combos, but man, are they expensive. Okay. This next one is from Casey. Hi, Joy. Hi, Claire. I was just listening and heard your food question. This is Casey from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Philadelphia. And um, thinking about foods that I like that nobody else does. And the only one that comes to mind is eggplant. My husband eats everything, but he will not touch eggplant. And I'm not talking about like eggplant that's been fried and smothered in sauce and cheese and it's called eggplant parm. I'm talking about marinated roasted eggplant. I love it. And I could eat it every day, um, but I only ever eat it when it's on an antipasto board or in a salad bar or something like that because no one else will eat it in my house and eggplants are sometimes kind of big. So eggplant is my food that I love that nobody else seems to like. Um, And then the food that I don't like um, that everybody else seems to like is watermelon. Uh, I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I think watermelon is the most disappointing food in the world because you look at it and it looks so delicious and it looks so juicy and flavorful and then you bite into it and it's just like lightly flavored water. It is the LaCroix of foods. Um, It's just really disappointing for me. So those are my two foods and I hope that is uh, what you were looking for. And keep on keeping on because I love hearing you guys every week. Oh my gosh. Hi, baby in the background. <laughs> I know she wrote her her uh, email was really cute. She's like, don't mind the baby making noise in the background. Like, we will never mind we'll that. We'll never mind that. That was so funny. And I, I was laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been eating so much watermelon lately. But it's because yeah. my family, my parents, we bought a, a bunch of watermelons in Westcliff because they were so good and so red. And I'm like, okay, but have you had a good watermelon? Because they can be really bad where you can just have like a mediocre watermelon where it does taste like the LaCroix of foods. But anyway, I'm not going to argue. Pippa also wrote us and she's like, I hate watermelon. So there's a lot of people out there that uh, join that. I don't think I've ever just like tried to eat straight eggplant. I don't like the texture of eggplant. So eggplant doesn't go in my, you know how squash affects you? (laughs) That's how eggplant affects me. Fair enough. Just does not sit in my stomach. So I can't yeah. eat eggplant. That's the one thing that I'm like, it's kind of, it's sad because I know there's a lot of great things that you can make with it, but. Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever just like sat down to a plate of marinated eggplant. Yeah. I definitely have had eggplant parmesan, but like at that point, the eggplant is just a ve- literally just a vehicle, vehicle for like the cheese and the breadcrumbs and the sauce. <laughs> it's yeah. a vehicle. I love foods that are vehicles for other things. I 1000% agree. <laughs> like popcorn, Miles just brought me a little handful of leftover popcorn for last night. We've been getting Aww. so into popcorn. I have one of those like whirly. I'm in a popcorn phase too. Yeah, I've had one of those popcorn makers that's like the whirly gig popcorn where you mm-hmm. have the big hot plate and then the wire thing that's and then it pops it up into this big dome bowl. Oh yeah. I've so had this popcorn maker since I was in college and the dome bowl 
is so is like I'm shocked that it still is holding together because it's so cracked. But you can't just get a replacement bowl. I came to find and a replacement bowl is almost just as expensive, which makes no sense to me because the heating element is like what should be expensive. But whatever, I guess they just assume that no one would ever really buy a whole new one if you could just replace the bowl. Right. If you're out there and you're like, yes, Claire, you can. You can buy the brand is called Stir Crazy. I love it. But anyway, we've been getting really into it, and it's super fun for kids because you can watch it pop. And oh, then that's Miles makes, super fun for kids. Yeah. And then Miles makes his like cinnamon sugar popcorn. He makes his little own cinnamon sugar Aww. mixture and like sprinkles it on top. And then I've been doing smoked sea salt and nutritional yeast. So mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And of course, so much better. But anyway, Miles just brought me a handful of leftover popcorn just now with my coffee delivery. Oh, and Miles. But what like, a talk about a nation coffee and like, popcorn. T- yeah, talk about a vehicle food. Mm-hmm. Like popcorn is the best vehicle food. It really yeah. is. Okay. All right, let's do like two more. Okay. Let's we got see. a lot. We did get a lot. How cute. This is from Morgan. It's, she says, it took me five tries to get this without stumbling, but it's so much fun. Enjoy. Hi, Joy and Claire. My name is Morgan, and I live in Columbus, Ohio. I wanted to answer your questions of the week. So, a food that a lot of people love that I don't really like is biscuits and gravy. But I do kind of a weird thing instead of just putting gravy on top of my biscuits. And I eat the biscuit with butter and jam, and then I have gravy in a bowl, and I put syrup all over it. And then... A food that I love that people always tell me is kind of weird is uh, growing up, a big thing in our family was we had cottage cheese, and then we would put my grandma's homemade applesauce on top. Mm. Hope I answered your questions. Thanks for such a fun time. Bye. So biscuits and gravy, but she does like a sweet, savory thing. Yeah, which I that think sounds, sounds delicious. Yeah. I have been really into like just, okay, so my friend Jamie, last summer, we had like this crazy tomato crop last summer. Our tomatoes this year are doing very terrible, very poorly because we planted them in a different place and didn't work out. But the point of this is that Jamie, last year, we gave her a bunch of our green tomatoes and she made a ton of green salsa and they moved last fall and she thought she had lost a bunch of the green of like a bunch of her canned things like she just couldn't find them uh-huh. and then last week she was looking for something and she found the box with all of her like canned her like surplus canned goods so she brought over all this green salsa so like it has probably been four days since I ate a meal without this green salsa it's <laughs> so good but last night I was like you know what I'm gonna try so I did like a little bit of raspberry of strawberry jam with like a little bit of green salsa on the potatoes like I did like a potato with like a little bit of jam a little bit it was so good so I'm mm, there with like this yeah and especially jam when it's like that really fruity i I think that sounds yeah i think that's delicious carrie wrote in that she loves the crispy part of a head of lettuce closest to the core yes i love that too actually yeah i think that's good too brandon doesn't like it though so i understand like and brandon will save me that those pieces in his salad so like if we have a salad and it has a bunch of mermaid hearts in it he'll just eat around them and then i'll eat all of them it's great i highly recommend that approach I recommend that approach. Okay, last one is from Sean. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Sean. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog drinking water in the background. Um, So you recently (laughs) asked the question, what is a food that you love but other people hate? And I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to (laughs) answer just with something semi-related that I feel like needs to get out into the world because... (laughs) Just does. So when I eat pine nuts, which I used to love, um, like as I got older, like I want to say around teenager, like suddenly when I ate, when I eat pine nuts, I, there's like a fishy aftertaste. 
and I like want to love them again so badly, but I, it just, it tastes like fish oil almost like at the end. And I, I need to know if that happens to anyone else. Like, (laughs) is it similar to like certain people eating cilantro and tasting soap? Is it like a thing? This is my question to the Joy and Claire universe. Thanks so much for listening. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) That's so cute. She's like, help me, help me. I need to know. I want to love pine nuts again. So this is, (laughs) please help Sean. Please help Sean. If you have experienced, is this like a mild pine nut allergy that she developed maybe even? That's like what I was thinking. Because one time I started eating, we we were, again, tomatoes in the garden. And we had this like certain variety of cherry tomatoes. And I was eating them and my mouth was getting really itchy. And I had never had that reaction to tomatoes before. And I was like, did somebody like, it was when we had a plot in the community garden. And I was like, Mm -hmm. did somebody come by and like spray our tomatoes with something? And then somebody was like, no, that's an like allergic reaction. I was like, what? And it has never happened since, but I've kind of stayed away from cherry tomatoes ever since then because it kind of freaked me out. But yeah, do you ever get like weird, sometimes I'll get like weird itchy on my hand. Do you ever get like, or on my wrist? I wonder what yeah, that's I about. Mean, like every once in a while, I'll be like, what is that? Like I have, but it doesn't stay for very long, but I'll notice it like in the mornings and I'm like, I, I bet it's dairy or something, but I'm not right. like going to stop eating dairy because it's not that bad, but I'll just notice like weird. not going to stop eating dairy. That would be far too That'd dramatic. be ridiculous. I'll, I'll deal with the itchiness, but it's not, <laughs> but really it's only for like half of the morning and I'll just be like, I don't get that. Weird. I, get, like, I will say itches. like, I get it when I like, when it's obvious, like I've been weeding or something and my hands have been in like a bunch of sure weird plants but. oh my gosh scott was scott was gardening the other day and he probably just rolled around in grass too much because the next mm-hmm. morning he was like covered in Aww. just like allergic reaction bumps and he was freaking out because you know men and the man flu can't deal Poor with scott. anything <laughs> all right so what is your answer to this question i have got a okay, whole week to think about it i know it's so i mean i was texting claire this because i'm like i don't know if i have like weird things that people would be like, that's disgusting because I'm pretty, I don't eat like out of the ordinary foods <sighs> like you, like yours is pretty extreme. Like yours is like, I, know, I, I love like half of the things that I like. People are like, no, that's disgusting. Like I love my biggest one that is like unequivocally people are always like, no, that's disgusting. Is that I love tinned fish, like any sort of canned fish. I <sighs> typically really like, like I love sardines. I uh-huh. like anchovies. I like canned mussels. I like canned mackerel. I like canned herring. I like canned oysters, like any kind of fish in a can. I just really like it. It's so like oily and salty and delicious and good for you. And I can just eat it straight. And like, it's better on a cracker. Don't get me wrong. Everything is what's well, not better on a cracker, but it's a vehicle. I think it's so good. And, and the other, I think the thing that I don't like that other people like, which we've talked about before, is chocolate mint. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I cannot stand chocolate mint. And it's not even like I don't prefer it. It's like I violently dislike it. And I think that it's truly disgusting. I'm like, if I wanted this experience, I would just brush my teeth and then eat a chocolate bar. Yeah, right. I don't like it at all. Yeah. You and my dad. My dad does not like anything mint either. I like mint. I just like chocolate mint. Chocolate mint. Yeah. I think my dad just doesn't like mint, period. But like, yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything that... And I've thought about it. I'm like... I put lately. I've been in this um, sun-dried tomatoes in a, in like a jar, mm-hmm. and I put them on everything, like anything we make. I put them on everything, but I'm I like, that's not like too weird. All, but... It's not too no. weird. Like it's just kind of like a phase. Like I'll go through phases where I'm like, I'm super into this right now, or I really love yeah. whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep thinking because there's really not you one know what? that I like one thing identified. That you, one thing that you really like that I think that is like a little bit unique to you is that you love like spicy turmeric shots. Oh yeah, I do love those. Which I don't like them. I think they're too intense. 
Yeah. Ginger so. shots. I love a good ginger shot too. Mm-hmm. I like my throat to be on fire after I do like a ginger shot. Okay. Can we finish with, since we, I, I feel like Ash is our new best friend slash I want Ash to be our new best friend. <laughs> the cream of mushroom soup voice memo. So I want to read the email that we got from Ash a couple weeks ago. Actually, it was earlier this month. But I want to finish with this because I want to kind of kick it off for our next week's episode of discussion and maybe get some listener feedback um, because I think it's a really good email. So are you okay with that? Yes. Great. Hi there, longtime listener here. Love what you have going and super glad and grateful it's still going. Thanks, Ash. I got behind on episodes recently just because I felt honestly like I just needed more time in silence to let my brain do its thing. But I was just listening to the What's the Plan episode and something stood out to me. Joy, you mentioned that you have been watching a lot of comedy and listening to some lighter and funnier podcasts lately with everything being so heavy and described it as using it to sort of check out. I can totally relate. Stand-up specials on Netflix, Shit's Creek, etc. have been what I've been gravitating towards when I have free time or need something to decompress in the evenings. But at least for me, there is a twinge of guilt when I do things to check out. I, log- I logically, frontal brain know that I need to check out sometimes for st- sustainability and to be able to keep going. But I do still at times feel guilt about feeling like I need to do that. I also, however, just read Emily and Amelia... Nagelski's book, Burnout, and they talk a lot about how we as animals need to complete the stress cycle. And we do that in a lot of different ways, namely full body laughing being one of them. I'll only speak for me, but I think maybe during this time of such chaos in society, there is pent up stress energy inside of my body that is needing to get out and a way that's been happening is through laughter. So what would it be like instead of low key guilting myself for needing to check out viewing it as taking an alternate route to move the stress cycle to move the stress that is inside my body and help it complete the cycle and get it out. No, I cannot spend my time only watching funny content or talking about lighthearted things and not deeply engaging with all the urgent and necessary things going on in the world right now. But I think engaging in that joy and pleasure and laughter may be actually helping more than I realize and probably is allowing me to sustain my energy and efforts as well. Just wanted to share a micro shift I had that has allowed me to release a bit of shame. And I feel like we can all use that. All the best. Ash. Isn't that great? I love yes. that about the book that they re- let's see, what is it? The the burnout book where you have to complete a stress cycle and mm-hmm. we do that in different ways, full body laughing. So you know like when we're going through a really tough time or if you call your friend and you're crying and sometimes you're like all of a sudden you do you know you, they'll tell a joke or make you right, laugh and, and you're, you're just, just like laughing. oh that felt so good yeah to go from that one extreme to the other feels it does it feels like you're completing this stress cycle mm-hmm. so I love that way of looking at it that we don't need to guilt ourselves to being like well I shouldn't be happy right now when the world is on fire mm-hmm. or I shouldn't feel happy right now when whatever other people are go are having a harder time than I am because kind of moving that energy through allows you to be stronger so we'd love to hear if everyone anyone else is kind of experiencing that or kind of what you do or how you view that. I certainly can relate to watching shows to kind of make myself laugh or feel lighter, which I posted on on stories last night that I'm, I finished watching Amy Schumer's HBO series, um, Expecting Amy. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's so, 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 so lovely to just like feel those feelings. And then I think it does energize you to be like, all right, now I need to keep doing some work. Because we all need to kind of be our best selves for the world right now. And so maybe let's broaden the question to be, what are you finding is helping you deal with stress right now? 
Yeah. So send us your voice memos. This is Joy and Claire at gmail.com. Go to the voice memo app on your phone. Hold the phone up to your face like you're making a phone call. Tell us your name, where you live, and then just what is a way or a strategy or a habit or a show or a podcast or an activity or a craft, anything. Yeah. What, how are you, what's like a small way? And I love that phrase, micro shift. Micro shift. Yeah. Like it can be so tiny. It can be like, I bought a new candle and it really, it was like my mug. Like I feel like my mug is like the Your perfect mug is example great. of this. Like I'm just, it's right here next to me. This is like my mug that is now symbolic of like this is this thing that was so ridiculously expensive that I bought for no other reason than that like I just needed a little lift yeah so now every time that I use it I just remember it makes me feel like this is my lift mug yeah mine is going to the farmer's market in in the highlands on like Sunday today's Sunday I'm gonna go there and I buy flowers from Lucky Bee Flowers because they're so beautiful and they last forever and it makes me so happy because they they have the most beautiful cut flowers they're so unique they're so pretty and I it makes me happy every every week I like just have beautiful flowers on the table and I think that that's like a little micro shift is before I'd be like ah who cares whatever flowers die like (laughs) flowers die And so now I'm like, Joy, just appreciate some beautiful things. And that like mm-hmm. will shift your mood and your mood may affect other people. You know, all those tiny things yeah. like micro shift is such a great way to look at it. So thank you guys in advance. You did a great job sending in your voice memos last week. Don't put pressure to be perfect. Yeah, I think the other thing too is like, I think we often talk ourselves out of trying little things that we think totally. can make us happy. So it's like, oh, that's not going to make a difference. I'm not going to try like... Oh, I'm like, I posted something a couple weeks ago about how I haven't been tweezing my eyebrows at all. And somebody wrote in and was like, well, you know, to each their own, like it helps me kind of stay feeling like I'm human and stay, you know, feeling like I'm taking care of myself. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, you know, I think if, if I were to do it, I probably would feel the same way. Like it would actually probably make me feel good to do it and just be Mm -hmm. like, kind of have that feeling of self-care. I was surprised a little bit that by how little it's been bothering me, but I also think that I've sort of talked myself out of it because it's not an experience that I really feel that comfortable with, like getting my eyebrows waxed. And I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Totally. But I probably actually would really appreciate it if I did get it done. Yeah. Or just anything like that where it's like, well, like to your, your flower example is perfect. Like flowers just die. I totally talked myself out of it before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, why would I spend money on something that dies? Like that's so silly. I'm like, <laughs> that's that, like food. Why would I spend money on what stuff I'm just going to eat? Right? Isn't that silly? <laughs> and so I, I mean, in the past, I'd always be like, ah, who cares? And I just love it. They're lovely. The people are so cute. The flowers are so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it makes me happy. And I'm like, you know what? If it's the little energy that I'm supporting a local business and having something in my home that makes Scott and I be like, oh, these are so unique. Oh, this color this week. Like, I've never seen this type of flower before. Mm -hmm. Just something as small as that. I don't know. I'm just going to go ahead and move forward with that belief because I think it's it could be powerful if we all did something like that. So tell us what you're doing in your voice memo. That you might be talking yourself out of. I like the way that you put that. Yeah. And then maybe other people will hear it and be like, you know what? I've been talking myself out of learning how to do my own nail art. But now that I hear that it's bringing this listener like a little bit of respite, stress, like stress respite, I'm going to try it. Stress Stress bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Discount code is joy. Take care of your eyes. Take care of your brain. Take care of yourself. If you've been talking yourself out of getting Blue Blocks glasses... Go Now's get the them. time. Now's the a little time. Little self care. Take care of your eyeballs. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Move with the rhythm. Shake it up. Stop when the clock hits thirteen. You're
like we do 